Coming soon. You know, I always sit at the kids' table when I was growing up. You know, even when I was an adult, I ended up at the kids' table. <laughs> have my knees stuck right up against the top of the table because, you know, the chairs couldn't quite fit. To an MP3 player near you. I can clean up the kitchen or I can go for a run. Or I can go... Oh, good. <laughs> a show that proves... For me, running is very much like golf. In fact, it, they're, they're identical sports apart from, obviously, the, the lack of small white balls and a golf course and, uh, and of course, some clubs. That the sum of its parts... Squirts. I do like to say squirts. Just yeah. for fun. Yeah. Sometimes I just wander around the house saying squirts. 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 Squirt. Like some sort of Muppet. <laughs> is not always greater than the whole. Yeah, but if I don't make anything up, what am I going to say? <laughs> Join us at the table. It's so difficult to... Really change. Difficult? <laughs> why, why, look here. Changing from bad to good's as easy as taking your first step. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking out the door. Welcome to Fourth Beat Running, episode 43. I am Nick. I'm Dan. And we're here in Newport, Rhode Island. Yes, we are. And I think we're going to run about three miles. Yep. That's the plan anyway. Yeah. We'll see if we get there. Newport is one of your favorite places. It is. It's very touristy in the summer, but it's really a lovely little town. Table for us. Hey, forget running. Let's just have a beer. <laughs> it's, it's a college town, too. Yeah. Um, Salve Regina University is here. Yeah, we got Salve. We got the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Yes. And, uh, actually, it's it might or might not have been visited by the Vikings. Ooh. Because there is one structure here that might or might not have been created by the Vikings. So we may see some Vikings today, yeah. then. I, I'm not sure if that theory holds together. I've done a little reading on it, and I, it quite possibly just might have been um, part of a windmill when the first settlers came here. All right. There's some record of a structure being built in the center of town mm-hmm. that sounds remarkably... Windmill-ish. Like, yeah, but for some reason we've sort of attributed possibly a watchtower for Vikings when they might have landed here before the pilgrims. And there is some theory that it was built by some Chinese explorer that went around the world, but that's complete bullshit as far as I can tell from all the reading I've done on him. I forgot his name. Chinese. Oh, I really severely doubt that, that he traveled all the way around the world the long way. Yeah. Stopping in Venice for a while. Well, of course, as you Here would. To Newport. As you would if yeah. you're going on a trip around the world. Yeah. You stop by Venice. So I'm I'm severely doubtful. Yeah. Well, I don't know though. I mean, it does have two uh, plaster lions sitting out in front. Though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was down in Comtown the other night. You say you was? Yes, indeed, man. I really kicked the gong around on it. You did, man. But uh, Newport's a place of, um, well, it used to be a playground for the rich in New York. So here we have beautiful beaches and lots of mansions. Huge, huge mansions. And uh, we're probably going to be running by some of those today. Yeah. So we'll take some pictures. On Bellevue Avenue. They're all on Bellevue Avenue. Yeah, that's, that's the most famous street, one of the most famous streets in this town. You have a long history of visiting Newport yeah. during the summer. It's my, one of my favorite little places to go walk. I love the beach. This is a place called Cliff Walk, which you walk actually along the cliff. Uh, unfortunately, most of it's under repair right now. It constantly erodes. Yeah, you know, ocean, rock, yeah. erodes. Time, yeah. Yep. 
but it's, it's really beautiful. It's one of the first places I drove when I first got my license. Yeah, way back in when you were 16. Yeah, no, 17. I had weed. Oh, that's right. Monies. Aww. <laughs> my mom was very upset that I drove my dog oh, and, <laughs> and me all the way, all the way over here. Yeah. Which um, isn't very far. It's, it's about a 45-minute ride, maybe. Maybe. If you're if you're not driving fast enough, maybe 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's on the it's on an island. It's mm-hmm. called the Quidnick Island. Yeah. Island. Actually, this is the Rhode Island of the state. Yes. Named Rhode Island. This was originally called Rhode Island. Coincidentally, so, there are only two roads in and out of here. <laughs> and somehow it became the whole state. I don't really know exactly how. Maybe the Chinese guy came by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make two roads coming out of this island. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Chinese. <laughs> There's a good chance it might have been used as a lighthouse. Because it's, it's, it's at a point where uh, ships could would need to turn. Yep. <laughs> Although, I mean, we have had Vikings in the area. Yeah. On the Fall River, actually. There's there some, was yeah, the, the theory that the Vikings landed there. Well, no, they're not a theory. They were bones. Um, Longfellow, he actually wrote a poem about it. Oh, yeah. He mentions Fall River. It was Fall River when it was found. I believe it was Oh, is that the guy, the skeleton with the shield and the... Yeah, that's a Viking. Now, that wasn't a Viking we just passed, but that was a man <laughs> holding a porcelain teacup oh. walking down the street. Wow, see, it's really high class here. Yeah. All right. You want to start running? Sure. Let me just, uh, just uh, turn my thingy on. Turn my thingy on, then. If you turn your thingy on, I'll turn my thingy on. See, you already got a signal. Rock and roll. There's also a, a museum for illustrators here on Bellevue Ave, which everybody had an uproar about because illustration is not art. It's bullshit. So, it is. Um, it is. There was a lot of back and forth for a while before the museum got to be in existence, and it went out. So now there is a museum for it. If there can be a potato museum in Prince Edward Island, <laughs> there can be a museum for illustration in Newport. Illustration is not considered real art. It should be. It should be. trying out my new shoes. I got a pair of New Balance. Yep. 858 instead of Brooks. You went to the crazy man running store. Yeah, I did. All by yourself. Yeah, I went there all by myself. You didn't want to come with me. No. So I went there and he didn't have my Brooks um, Addiction 7s. No. And he said it looked like they were going to be phasing them out, actually. I said, you got anything that's like it? And he gave me these New Balance 858s. Yeah, how do you like them? Well, the first time I ran in them, they were all right. The second time I ran in them, I had extreme pain mm, for, the, for the first uh, half a mile. Then I like, stopped and I shook my feet a little bit. Yeah. I tried to reposition them a little bit yeah. inside my shoes and paid more attention to how my feet were hitting the ground. Yeah. And it went away. That's good at least. I think I just gotta get used to uh, running them because they feel a lot different yeah. than my Brooks. It's a stability shoe. Yeah. Does your foot feel stable? To be honest, not quite as much as in my Brooks. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get another pair. Yeah, I'm sort of trying them out. I mean. You don't want to risk injury either. No. These are labeled stability. Yeah, but every every shoe is made differently. Yeah. And each time, you know, they make a shoe, it's, it's like a little earthquake that they're preparing for. And a different kind of earthquake within every shoe. Yeah. I figure I'd give these a go. Yeah. You've only run with them about four or five times, right? Yeah, just a handful of times, really. So, let's see how I run in them today. Yeah. I hate when they, they phase out a shoe. I'm very worried about my shoes. They've been around for a while now. I know. I'm a little worried they might phase them out sometime soon. A uh, refresh might be on the horizon for them. Yeah. But they're perfect for me. 
Well, at least most of it is the orthotic for me. So if I, if I had pretty much a neutral shoe again, it might not be as much of a problem because I have the orthotic in there. But I don't, you have no orthotics. No, I don't run with those. I just run in the plain shoe. Yeah. So. I don't know. They seem alright. I mean, I think I, I might have to like walk in them once or twice. You shouldn't have to though. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, they I've be. read. I, I don't know if this is accurate, but I've read that basically out of the box. I mean, ideally, I shouldn't have to break them in. I mean, you need to contour more teeth, or maybe just because you're so used to the other ones. Yeah. They feel different inside. I mean, Dad. yeah. I mean, something like my last three or four pairs have all been the same exact pair of Brooks, like the same model of Brooks. Mm -hmm. So, and these feel a lot different inside. The arch is in like a different spot, you know. It doesn't slope as nicely no. as your Brooks. These have a little more cushion in the front though. Yeah, that's good. Which is nice. I've never had New Balance before. I used to wear New Balance every so often. Back when like, I just bought sneakers for color. Yeah. Because I wasn't running in them, you know. Yeah. But now I pay so much more attention to shoes, you know. Yeah, more than you ever did in your life. Yeah, because they're a tool, you know. You've learned that having a better shoe means less knee pain that you had a year ago when yeah. you first started running. Yeah, the Brooks definitely helped with that. Yeah, you haven't, you haven't had a problem. With my knees in a long time now. No, I would say in a year. Yeah. It was the uh, stopping and starting on the Couch and Pack K program that sometimes got your knee a little bit achy. I have a lateral discoid meniscus. Yeah. <laughs> Which is this little, the little pad in between my knee joints. It's shaped funny. Mm -hmm. And uh, it swells up when it gets too exerted in a certain yeah. way. I hope these shoes work so you don't have another problem again. Yeah, me too. I don't want to have to be that picky about shoes, you know? Well, if they would stop revising shoes yeah. and phasing them out. And <laughs> the same damn shoes. No. Why do you have to change them? Change the color. I know, change the color if anything, but keep the inside okay. I know. I haven't looked up the Galloway method yet, but I do want to check that out. That's the type of running you do where you alternate running and walking. Yeah. You, you've gotten a lot of advice from listeners that also have tried it out. Oh, yeah. And enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, listener, listener Rachel yep. recommends it. Gordon from Tyree yeah. recommends it. And Jody, too. Jody does it from Confessions of a Runner. And um, the other Jody, our listener Jody. Oh, the other Jody does it. There you go. I think you wait for me to research it. And, <laughs> and then I tell you what to do. Basically, you're my coach. No, I'm not. I'm not qualified for that. Well, I'm leaving the, the research up to you. Okay. Because I'm not doing the cowboy method. Yeah, it's got a website and everything. Okay. I'm sure you got some books. week been like? Um, not very good. I've only run four miles this week and I'm running today. Yeah. Hopefully three. Yep. Make it a gigantic seven miles this week. You're in Dan territory right there. That's that's uh, all. It's frustrating. It really is. I'm still not feeling 100%. I've been feeling better, but I'm still not 100%. And I'm still going to the doctor for tests and seeing what's going on, getting hopefully getting biopsies and people peeking into things that I'd rather not mention. Yeah. Unmentionable areas. Yeah. Can I mention them or should it just not be mentioned at all? <laughs> They're unmentionable. All right, then forget it. So, I've had a very busy week too with work. Because I've been feeling kind of ill, I've been slowing down with my work and, you know, day-to-day -day stuff. I do go to see my the GI doc for the first time and you know basically I've waited seven weeks just to, to finally get an appointment to see him and I didn't like him. <laughs> Pretty much everybody I, I told about my experience with him said you better find another doctor now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't sound good or qualified. When you came home and told me about him 
one of the first things I said was second opinion. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting again to get another opinion, which means I have to wait to see what's happening. Still feel kind of crappy and still not be able to get all my running in. He wouldn't do the celiac biopsy test, despite what my regular doctor had specifically said to do because the blood tests aren't accurate. And he sat there in a cocky way telling me that the blood tests are 99% accurate. In a way, he's right. And they're not only 99% accurate when they're positive. Yeah. But if they're negative, there's a good 30% chance that it's, it's a false negative. I get what you mean. It's like, if yeah. If tested positive, yeah. it probably is. It's yeah. probably guaranteed. But if you're negative, it's not necessarily negative. No. And I'm not saying I'm, I have it. I, it's just that it's a good possibility still that I have silly hair. Our GP yeah. says that, you know, it seems likely, and she has a patient with it. Yeah. So She told me she has a patient who tested negative by the blood test, but tested positive by the biopsy. Yeah. And the girl is suffering from severe osteoporosis, and she's 25 years old. So when you told the GI doctor, who... Um, called Dr. Diarrhea? Yeah, he, he called himself that. He said his name is Dr. Diarrhea. I'm not making it up. <laughs> that was how he introduced himself. Is that because he's full of Um, <laughs> Once he spoke, yeah. Alrighty. But he <laughs> he didn't want to do the biopsy. He was pretty adamant that you didn't need it. Yeah. Didn't want to do it. He kept cutting me off, and I kept saying, but my doctor said... <laughs> and he would just cut me off, and I would only get, I would only get that far in a sentence. And I kept saying, are you really sure about those test results? Because I don't think that that... And he would just go on to this explanation, which seems sort of wrong. Yeah. From what I've read about it. Again, not a doctor, but yeah. my own doctor, who's dealt with celiac patients, yeah. said it could be wrong. They're going to give you another test. Yeah. And while you're having that test, it's just as simple to give you the biopsy as well. Yeah. But for yeah. some reason, he's not into it. No. That makes me just a little bit... Worried. I mean, really, just didn't think he was qualified. After he looked at my stomach and said, "Oh, what's that scar from?" And I said, "Oh, that's my—that's from my appendix scar. That's one of them." And he said, "But the appendix is on the other side." Yeah. It is, but the yeah. angle that you get the appendix on one of the scars is is on the left side, where the appendix is on the right. Yeah. It's just a matter of angles of sticking in probably the camera. Normally, the appendix scars used to be always on the right because they just basically hack you open, pull it out, and take soap back up. But now it's different. It's, it's, it's three tiny scars. Yeah, it's laparoscopic. Yeah. And he still didn't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought maybe a GI doc should probably know the basics of how to Form. take an appendix out. So I, I, I kind of I was very disappointed with my visit. In essence, he wants to diagnose me with GERDs, you know, acid reflux, which I definitely have. Yeah. And um, which is probably which is mainly the reason why I have trouble running, even with antacids. But the acid reflux may be coming from something else, like celiac disease. Yeah, because basically, you know, it, it's supposed to act up if you eat fatty foods, if you smoke, if you eat things like chocolate or peppermint or coffee. I, I don't eat or drink any of those things, and I don't smoke. I have noticed with my anal retentive uh, diary note-taking yeah. is that every time I eat some kind of wheat product, I get a little bit sick in my stomach. And you went to a nutritionist as well. Yeah. The next did. day. The next day. And I told her the symptoms, and I told her what my GI doc has said, and she said immediately, get another doctor to look at you. It really sounds like you, you might possibly have celiac disease. Yeah. And, and, you know, she was a qualified um, registered dietitian and nurse. She seemed to be very knowledgeable about celiac. Yeah. And has dealt with it before with yeah. other people coming in for advice. And unfortunately, I have to wait. <laughs> I don't know how long before I get another another visit and possibly another test. Uh, yeah. Just to, to get a test to basically tell me that 
What I is... can't eat this food. Yeah. So stop eating it. Yeah. You have to eat a bunch of food you're pretty sure makes you sick. Yeah. So that you can be told this food makes you sick. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it needs to be done. Well, you need all the data, you know, you need, yeah. you're going to do this thing scientifically. Yeah. You need all the data. Yeah. Which is why I was disturbed that he didn't want to do a biopsy. Because he's, if, he's, if he's already going to be testing yeah, in that area, yeah. why not do another test? Yep. Get all the data. Yep. While I'm knocked out, why not? Yep. So. I mean, he basically just wants to diagnose me, possibly with IBS. And put you on antacids the rest of your life. Yeah. He said just to take Zantax forever. <laughs> like, I don't really want to take Zantax forever. And then he, you know, he said I was also possibly carbohydrate intolerant. And I didn't know what that was. I never heard of it before. Because, you know, that's a whole macronutrient. That's like being allergic to air. Yeah, I know. Which I guess is possible. You know, I read. But he, he was saying, okay, well, people who are carbohydrate intolerant tend to not be able to eat wheat, bread, rice. And I stopped him there. I said, well, I can eat rice. And he said, oh, and he started backtracking. He said, oh, oh well, maybe it's, sometimes it's just wheat products. Which is what you've been saying. Yeah, I know. And I did a little research that I could. And you know what they kept saying? One of the reasons to be carbohydrate intolerant is celiac disease. There's so, some other reasons. But yeah. mostly carbohydrate intolerance actually is lactose intolerance. Uh, so I'm going to get you a new doctor. Yeah. You see my frustration in yeah. all this. But the, the nutritionist was very interesting and a little experience. Because yeah. <laughs> I gave her my what I normally eat, and she's like, well, there's not really much I can tell you here, <laughs> because you eat very well, which I do, except for, you know, the ice cream, which every time I say, well, sometimes I have ice cream, and she's like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. And she knows ice cream is delicious. Yes. taking some antacids yeah. just because they get you through the day. Yeah. I don't have heartburn. It's just a sour stomach. I know this is very gross, but the reason why I'm having trouble running is I'm slightly regurgitating. <laughs> After about a mile and a half, my body seems to want to throw up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So it's very, very unpleasant. That's why I'm actually running across the street right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't vomit on me a little bit. <laughs> Again. I know. It's very disappointing, you know, looking at my figures. May, I ran about 150 some miles. This past July, I ran 33 miles. Wow. There's a big difference. You've really come down to a point where you're running about as much as I am. Yeah. And I'm just a newbie. And I feel like a newbie again. I mean, I'm determined to keep going out. Yeah. Well, we had just gotten a message from. Mary, listener Mary, yeah. who, uh, who asked, how do you go run when you feel so crappy? Your answer is just go do it yeah. as much as you can. I do try doing other things, too. Yeah. Walking isn't so bad. I don't have a problem walking. You know, low bouncing, and sometimes bike riding is okay. Yeah. Sometimes not. You've so. been doing the 100 push-up challenge, too? Yeah, I've been doing some weight training. I've been doing well on the 100 push-up challenge. Yeah. Uh, I'll put a link to the site. There's a lot of people on Twitter doing it. I never seem to get past week three. Yeah. So I'm determined. I've, I've gotten past week two. It's a six-week program, so I need to get past week three. I feel stronger already. Very good. And you're going to try doing the challenge, too. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. I start writing it down so I'm accountable. I can't keep like everything in my head the way I normally do. No. It doesn't work. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I put it in Buckeye. Yeah. And uh, it's already set there. If only my Nike Plus Sport Band recorded <laughs> push-ups too. No. That's the one thing. It doesn't record anything but running. 
Basically, the 100 push-up program is like the couch to 5K for push-ups. I'm up to 20, 20 full push-ups in a row. Very good. The most I've ever done in a row is 30. We're still, we're training for the Worldwide Festival of Races. Yes, we are. Which I guess is the new name for the Worldwide Half. Yeah, because there's three of them now. Yeah. The Half, the Zen Run 10K, and the Kick the Couch 5K. So you're doing the 5K. I'm gonna, I'm, I signed up for the Half. From walking it. Yeah. But I'll show up and I'll do it. And we're going to be both doing it in Hartford, Connecticut, that weekend of October 11th or something. Yeah. You're going to get a training plan. Yeah. Hopefully. You'll have some time in the cooler weather to, to start up a training plan, probably in September, I would imagine. I'd imagine, yeah. And as long as you keep running at least, you know, up to three miles, yeah. it should be good. Well, three is basically my minimum. Yeah. It's the Hartford Half Marathon. Is it a, a full half and a 5K? I believe it is. All sort of overlapping? Yeah. More or less? Much like the Providence full half and 5K, but I believe we all begin and end at the same place at the same time. I see. We've been to Hartford. It's been pretty there. Yeah. Not as pretty as Newport, I know. Look at this. Mansions. Should be taking pictures. It's hard. They have high walls. Yeah, they don't like you to check out their mansions without paying the entrance fee. Yeah. As if they don't have enough money. I know. How much do you have? 2.99. I have 3.3. Oh, 3. Whatever, babes. Okay, it's not beeping. Okay. Oh, you know, I don't have it on the... Wow. Oh, you don't have it. Okay. <laughs> I have 3.02. 3.0... 1324 pace. 3.04. Hey, it's Almost exact. Accurate. I think that's the most accurate it's ever been. Wow, that's, I think that's the best run I've had in a while. Oh, very good. This is the first time I haven't run walk. This is one of the best runs you've had lately. Usually, I get about a mile, mile and a half, and then I have to... You know, I get the ill feeling, and then I, I end up just walking and running the way back home. Yeah. So I end up only doing about two miles, typically. Isn't that bad? We did exactly three? Yeah. You felt pretty good. I was in worse shape. I'm a little hot and sweaty, actually. I like your speed. Yeah. I tend to go faster on my own. I have, hard, I have a harder time keeping it slower without you. Plus, we're going to go geocaching today. Yeah, I might pick up a few. We got a few yesterday. We're taking the weekend off. We're trying to celebrate that I finished teaching my classes. Yeah. So yesterday we uh, we took a little drive down the Cape, found some geocaches, took the dogs. Yeah, they had a good time. We ate a lot of junk food. Yeah. They ate a lot of junk food. We learned that Myrna really loves cur her curly fries. Uh, kid loves curly fries. But does not like lobster fritters very much. Considering lobster fritters are a lot more expensive. Curly fries, you could like big bag of them for two bucks. I know. Really love them. Does not like oyster crackers. No, too dry. No. <laughs> she doesn't like it without a little something to wash it down. Yeah. <laughs> like a curly fry. Yeah, curly fry. <laughs> a lot of runners here in Newport. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice place to run. Mm. Everything is just really gorgeous. Lots of great scenery. Mm. The beaches are great to look at. I, I'm not a really a beach person. Me either. I, I can't but sit on a beach and do nothing. No. It drives me absolutely insane. Oh, I don't really like it either. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say, for the record, they do have a Cold Stone Creamery <laughs> right by where we're walking by. <laughs> and the nutritionist said that was okay if I had ice cream. She did say it was okay, wasn't yeah. it? She Didn't said, well, she? I ate so well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I ate, you know, treats every so often. She just said, I have to make sure I eat more protein. <laughs> so you have to get protein ice cream, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Protein in there, I don't know. Yeah, they have like a roast beef flavor. Yeah. Chicken. Yeah. Well, in Hawaii, they have the ice cream with beans in it. No, I want to try that. I have no interest whatsoever in trying ice cream with beans. No thanks. I like to try anything that's new. Strawberry will do. Mama, let me tell you. 
So here we are in the park with the Viking thing. Possible Viking thing. Maybe Chinese, who knows? Or possibly just um, original settler thing. Yeah, also possible. Turo Park, that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. This is usually the park we have lunch in because someone cheaps out and never takes me out to lunch whenever <laughs> we come here because he's so mad about the opulence. It's not that. It's every time we come here, we're always sweaty because we've been walking around or we come and ride bikes or we go for a big walk with the dogs and stuff. I am glad to take you out to a fantastic <laughs> restaurant here. How about anywhere? <laughs> we are standing. Do I look Chinese? Yeah. We're standing in front of the structure, and uh, you look Chinese and start <laughs> pretending to, yeah, pretend to build it. Yeah, I don't know if it looks Chinese. Uh, it's not, not too Chinese. So we went to Stop and Chop, and we bought a couple of sandwiches mm -hmm. and a couple of apples. And we're going to sit and have some lunch. I have to eat. Yeah, you want your glucose levels to drop. We became one of those podcasts that just talks about metabolizing sugar. I know. How did this happen? I didn't want it to happen. I didn't plan on it, I should say. But here you are. <laughs> yeah, and okay, for the record, I have to eat only 200 grams worth of carbohydrates a day, which is about 800 calories I have to knock out of, of carbohydrates. Wow. And I have to plan my meals so that I can't eat more than 40 grams of carbs at a meal. Good thing I'm anal retentive and write this stuff down. I use a program called Calorie King. <laughs> I almost uh, violated myself with the bench. Sorry. Yeah, I use a program called Calorie King, which I paid for, but I think it was worth it. I actually really enjoy using it. And the nutritionist also recommended using Calorie King as a as a tool to help calculate your calories and your carbs and yeah. fat and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and it's just this thing that you just type in all the foods you've eaten and how much you ate of it, and it, it sort of counts it all up? Yep, yep. I have it on my laptop, so it, it keeps track of everything. It's one of the largest database for counting calories, and it has almost everything in there. Yeah. I, occasionally, I stump it. I used to use Fit Day for a long time, but... I ended up having to make up my own meals yeah. all the time. It got to be really annoying. But Calorie King, you just you just type in some brand name. Yeah, one Morning Star veggie yeah, burger. Exactly, and it's right there. Yeah. It has all the kinds that you eat. Yeah, I remember you tried to get me to use Fit Day for a while too to count my calories and everything, but I hated it because I kept having to cobble together what I thought I sort of ate. Yeah. Because it was they never had the right brands. Yeah, you didn't know there. how big your portion was and yeah. what a portion was. And yeah. You probably have stop and chop sandwiches on there. Calorie King definitely seems like it's a lot more exact. I think I surprised the nutritionist with how organized I was. Because I had printouts from my Calorie King and everything was already calculated for. <laughs> everything I ate was pretty good. A couple of things were too high in carbs. That was about it. She said she normally gets people in there who only drink two liter bottles of soda every day. Yeah, and, and candy. Apparently a lot of people eat candy. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Stop and Chop and remind these people that onions do not belong in an Italian sub. Not those kind. No. Or grinder, as we call them in New England. Yeah, this is a grinder. <laughs> is that going to be the next challenge? <laughs> Maybe. Do you call your sandwiches hoagies, grinders, or subs? Yeah. <laughs> or hero. Mm. We can do the uh, Runner Plus challenges. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so last month's Runner Plus challenge, which was uh, fizzy lifting drinks. Mm -hmm. Soda one out. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. I believe it would be um, our new friend, Trailblazer. Trailblazer. Massachusetts. Way to go, man. Yeah, he really put us over the top. Yeah, high five, man. <laughs> we run the soda team. <laughs> Do you tell? <laughs> I thought for the longest time that Pop was going to win out. Hmm. It was a neck and neck race. It was. And there's a lot more pop people. But let me tell you, Trailblazer, we went a lot. Yeah. <laughs> One of those ultra runners. 
I like them on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're from Massachusetts, Trailblazer. But yeah, so uh, it was soda, and then pop ran into that. I think we were about 150 miles ahead, I think, total. I believe so. Yeah. There it is. Definitively, everyone should start saying soda. <laughs> and underneath that was Coke. <laughs> and uh, and the others. And, and the, the rest. And the rest. <laughs> we have our new challenge. Yeah, if you go to runnerplus.com, you can find all about our new challenge, which is... The things on your feet, is that what it's called? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm we're in the sneaker category, mm-hmm. but I highly suspect that might not work. <laughs> There's a lot of people saying running shoes out there. And apparently people say runners. We didn't know that. And you can't change it now. So no. that's not an option. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't change the team names after I created it. I just have to delete it and start over. <laughs> Yeah, so if you go to runnerplus.com, or you go to the website, actually, go to fourfeetrunning.blogspot.com. We have a little list on the side of our current challenges and our past challenges, Mm -hmm. and you can go right to the challenge that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can either join the sneakers team, which is the correct team, or you could go to the running shoes team, (laughs) or trainers, or... I run barefoot is an option. (laughs) If you don't wear any damn thing on your feet, go ahead. I don't want to discriminate anybody. (laughs) Join up. We got a bunch of teams. There are five different teams, I think, this time. I have to say, I say sneakers because it's colloquial, but runners does make a lot of sense. It does make sense. So I'm conflicted, or running shoes. Yeah. But I have to go with sneakers just because I I can't stop. I'm trying, but I can't stop, man. Because <laughs> sneakers doesn't really make any sense. It's you not... don't sneak up on anybody with them. Because they make noise. They're yeah, very they're rubbery. <laughs> Especially yeah. mine with the orthotics. They're always squeaking. Mm. Yeah, we also have a million feet running, mm-hmm. which is just our big year-long challenge. Mm-hmm. Or half a year long, because we only started half yeah. like But uh, you can join that. I think we have like 89 people so far. Yeah, not bad. And yeah. somebody went past runner 51. Amazing. He right, so far he has over 800 miles. Yeah. Since May. Is it uh, Fabrice runs? I believe that's the name. Wow. I'm I'm totally enamored with how much wow. this guy runs. He runs almost every single day. Yeah. One month he we checked, and one month he didn't even take a day off. Wow. And mostly all 10 miles Shh. and around that and 20s. Yeah. So I, wow, I thought Runner 51 was going to quite literally run away with the competition, but Febreze is, <laughs> yeah, not Febreze. That's the stuff that you spray on uh, slightly smelly laundry, and it takes the odor away. It's just yeah. Febreze. It just goes to show there's always someone who's better or faster than you. I know. <laughs> Sucks, doesn't so it? it does. <laughs> Quit reminding me. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. So we got a new microphone. We do. Hopefully it sounds better. I'd like to think it would. It's 60 bucks. It's cheaper than most though. It's not as bad as some other ones that I've seen. And we're looking into another microphone while running too. Yeah, um, our little lapel microphone uh, has uh, the bed as they say. Yeah, after a year of rain, sleet, snow, hot weather, cold weather. Yeah. It's sort of... Kablooey. Kablooey. <laughs> I haven't gone kablooey yet, Almost I guess. Almost kablooey. It's the, uh, the wires are a little frayed. Mm, so maybe it will come in clearer. Maybe. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> we have unique problems as podcasters because there's two of us. There, there's some differences between what we can do than what other people can. Yeah, because we have to share one microphone mm. and one recorder. Therefore, and more ambient sound. Yeah, so therefore, that's why our, ours is a little noisier than mm. some other ones. Yeah, well. But this microphone is the Blue Snowflake. And it's very cute. Yeah. It's a little tiny portable microphone. Well, I don't know if little is 
It's pretty little compared to some other ones. Oh, there are okay. some huge, huge ass microphones. Oh, really? Yeah, they have some massive. I'm used to the lapel mic, which is teeny tiny. Yeah, that's really. Small. I would call this small. Yeah, they have some yeah. massive microphones that are like yay big. I'm sure everybody can tell what yay big is. Yeah, but, that's good um, radio. And this one looks like something out of original Star Trek with chrome. Yeah. And, uh,. I don't know, some kind of weird netting going on on this bulbous thing that we talk into. It's pretty much shaped like a uh, communicator. Yeah. Thingies. Yeah, the 60s one. Yeah. So, anyway, so we're back in our studio. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We just wanted to read some emails Mm -hmm. off and then get out of here. So, the first one that we got is from Meester Dan. (laughs) And he writes... I just checked out your blog after being away for a while. Eventually, I stumbled upon the pictures of Dan running in cargo shorts. (laughs) I just wanted to write and register my amusement. I used to be closer to where Dan is and that finishing a 5K without walking was a feat. I have now completed two half marathons and am in training for my first full this fall in Detroit. Wow. I bet he's not doing it in cargo shorts, though. (laughs) Probably not. I The reason why I wrote him back, I told him the reason why I had to run in cargo shorts and why I still do occasionally run in, run, in cargo shorts <laughs> is because uh, all that crap we got to bring when we go running. I know. As podcasters, there's just a lot of junk we carry. I know. Like, I got to carry a camera. Well, I got about seven pounds of keys. Yeah. And you have about five or six pounds of keys and i gotta carry those as well because usually you know i mean girl shorts usually don't have pockets no i have one little pocket for gels yeah that's about (laughs) it so i got the camera the keys your keys recorder um, recorder sometimes i got my ipod uh you need an ipod shuffle is what you need yeah that would be nice i'll just steal yours (laughs) (laughs) you're not looking and uh i got a wallet pens because I don't like to go anywhere without a pen. Mm-hmm. So There's a I, lot of things in there. That's why the cargo shorts are ideal. But he asked if uh, they were shants, meaning uh, cargo <laughs> pants that have little zippers that you take off the bottom of oh. legs. You've oh. never had that those kind of shants. I've never had I've shants. I've never even heard of it before, but you've never had them before. No, I've seen them before, but I've never had them. <laughs> I like that word, shants. Shants. Would they be ports? If you went the other way. <laughs> I listen to your podcast at the end of my work day, and by the time I walk out, I can't wait to strap on my iPod and hit the road. Your humor and humility combined with the warmth you have for one another makes every listen an enjoyable one. That's sweet. Oh. Thank you very much, Mr. Dan. Uh, and we got another one from Andy. <laughs> this one's sweet. Yeah. Someone who's been paying a lot of attention to the show. More than I have. Yeah, like way too much. I'm impressed, Andy. Yeah. You're amazing. And he seems to have uh, recorded every single in-joke we've ever made in yeah, the history of four feet running. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm impressed. Um, let me just read his email here. He says, In my head, I see Fall River as though it was illustrated with the watercolor whimsy of one of Nick's amazing illustrations. I see it as a kind of ridiculous Mr. Rogers neighborhood. <laughs> Where on any given day, you might need to pay a visit to the crazy guy running store or stop in to see Bubbles, the accountant. (laughs) While on a walk, you might run into Dr. Dildo or silently throw a dirty look towards your old high school teacher. Then later, you might just flip the bird to TJ Runner while having a waffle cone ice cream shop. (laughs) I see Fall River as a dark and dirty little town surrounded by one of those freshly painted white picket fences that only really exist in children's books. Only this fence is only freshly painted on the side facing out. That is very true. The outside world is a beautiful classic New England that is perfectly wrapped in its four perfectly balanced seasons. But inside the fence is a world where if it's not raining, it's humid. And if it's not humid, it's raining. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what it is today? Both raining and humid. Yes. It's amazing. I don't know how we do it. I think the best place to be in Fall River is at home with your dogs on the couch eating kale soup and hard-boiled eggs. In fact, if I had to pick the three greatest things about Fall River, all three would be people. Aww. First place would go to the UPS man who only ever delivers good things. Very true. And second, you delivered this microphone. Yeah, he did. very nice. <laughs> and second and third would go to my two friends, Nick and Dan. Aww. Even though they are forever followed by rain, clouds, and sickness... Nick and Dan twitter around Fall River like little rays of sarcastic sunshine, 
laughing at each other and imagining imagining that they have 500,000 friends <laughs> running with them. <laughs> they tell their friends all about their lives and invite them in on an endless supply of inside jokes. The rest of Fall River thinks that Nick and Dan are more than a little on the loopy side. But that is only because they cannot see all the friends running with them. All they see is an oddly matched couple laughing and talking to themselves as they run back and forth between their house and the only willow tree in town. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah, thank you very much. He said it much better. Wow. We do mention a lot of shit, (laughs) don't we? (laughs) It's been a year. I'm going to talk about something. Oh, we just love inside jokes, I guess. I know. Well, we've had this inside joke. We'll let you in on another one. <laughs> we've had this inside joke for seven years? No, maybe eight. What it means is when we say, I have to go to J. Crew. <laughs> 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 is, would you like to? That means I really got to fart real bad. <laughs> Because uh, we were in J. Crew once. The it was in New York. Wow. Across from the Roosevelt Hotel. And we still use this joke today. <laughs> it is an only an inside joke that nobody knows what we're talking about. Because this lady was in the, we were in the J. Crew just looking for gloves or something for you, right? Yeah. And this lady. Not somebody who would fart in a store, let's yeah. say. But she did nonetheless. <laughs> and it was a stinker. Yeah, she really dropped a bomb. <laughs> It was brutal. I had to, we had to leave the shop. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, it's not even like we had to just leave that whole department. We had to just leave the whole store. We had to leave the whole city, really. Yeah. And we still use it. And I don't even think about, like, I just say, oh, yeah, I gotta go J. Crew. I know, I know. Sometimes the original, original source gets uh, forgotten. We do like our inside jokes. Yes, we do. And we like including you guys with us, I guess. Hooray! <laughs> Thank you very much, Andy. That was... That was one of the nicest emails we've ever gotten. <laughs> it was so sweet. Ain't you busy much? Ain't you busy much? That's the nicest thing that anyone's ever done for me. It isn't every day. Good fortune comes my way. I never thought the future would be fun for me. Big Brown Truck Man has some news. Yeah, he's got a podcast out. Another nice UPS man. Yeah, he's the Big Brown Truck Man. He delivers nice stuff. And podcasts now. Yes, he does. Uh, It's called Run Farther, Run Faster. Mm -hmm. And you can find it at Mm runfartherrunfaster.podbean.com. And I did listen to it, by the way. It was very good. Yeah, he's fast. He's going to be trying to qualify for Boston. Ooh, that's right, yeah. And I've seen his Twitter post about his speed. Wow. Yeah, he's a he's a fast dude. Well, he, is, he does work for UPS, you know, mm-hmm. so they have to uh, maintain a certain speed. So good luck, Will. We, we hope to hear some more podcasts from you. Yeah, keep delivering them. Oh, let's move swiftly along right now. <laughs> We got one from Lauren from Massachusetts. Another Bay Stater. Yeah. Woohoo! She writes, just wanted to send a quick email and congratulate you on one year podcasting anniversary. I've been listening since the very beginning, and I have to say that you guys are my favorite podcast. Wow, just from the beginning. As a fellow uh, mass runner, I am humbled by dedication throughout this hot and humid summer. Um, well, I mean, don't really look at like my uh, Bacchae <laughs> outdoor page or anything. <laughs> don't bother. It's, I mean, it's a lot of runs on that, but just don't look at it. You've been getting out there slowly, but... <laughs> uh, every time I listen to your podcast lately, I think to myself, they really managed to run on that day. <laughs> Call me a wimp, but I'm not a hot weather runner, and I have a very small window between 5 a.m. and 6.30 a.m., where I can run without wanting to shoot myself. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best time to run. I wish I could wake up that early. Yeah. I have tried like hell, but I am a big snoozer. Yeah, you love to hit that snooze button, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes I hit it for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just had to buy you another alarm clock. and I killed the <laughs> Your big requirement was uh, get an alarm clock that doesn't turn off the snooze after one hour. It has to go indefinitely. (laughs) 
for weeks if necessary. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a good morning person. Anyway. Anyway. Lauren's gonna be running the Salem Wicked Half Marathon. Yeah. Which I'm hoping to do. I don't care. I'm gonna, oh, if I have to walk the bloody thing, like I said. <laughs> this is sickening. I want to go run races. Now, because it's a Salem race, mm-hmm. I'm gonna... Hold on a minute. I'm gonna go and guess. Mm-hmm. It's around Halloween. No. Nope. It's in September. <laughs> Well, that doesn't make any sense at all. That's just not right. You got me. I don't know. Maybe people come in costume. They do like to dress up over there. Yeah. Just for the fun of it. I know a guy who lives in Salem. Oh, yeah. Does he like to dress up? No, he's a very very normal guy. He wears sweater vests. (laughs) (laughs) Regular, very pleasant fellow. And sometimes they look like they're dressed up in outfits, and they're not really. It's just what they wear every day. Yeah. (laughs) They actually do wear the big black pointy hats and, you know. I went to art school. That was a given. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Uh, we got another one from Jeff from Ontario, Canada. Mm. Another Canadian listener. I'm 51, been running regularly for just over four years. Uh, I live in Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, where those BlackBerry devices come from. Really? They come from there? I had no idea. Your I, sister will love that. She uh, loves her Blackberry. Oh, she loves her Blackberry. Never off her Blackberry. Uh, what I like about you guys as a pair is how cute and affectionate you are. Uh, it's clear you make each other laugh. Surely a key to a long and healthy relationship. Nick, I hope you get a good and useful answer to your GI issues and are back to your full training very soon. And Dan, looks like you've gotten the running bug to stay. Yeah, I definitely would say so. He's going to be training for his fourth marathon, which is the Niagara International Marathon oh, yeah? in October. Oh, and it starts and finishes in different countries. Ooh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Do you have to carry your passport over? Do you have to? Does Does it get to slow you down when you go into the states? Yeah, they gotta check you for oranges. <laughs> All those know. questions. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do that, and that slows you down because they keep mm. the clock ticking. Mm. They make sure you're not carrying any booze <laughs> over the border. So it's guaranteed an over four hour marathon just for that reason alone. Yeah, if the that's if they don't even search you. Yeah. I mean, if they take you aside and uh, strip search you, get out <laughs> well, the finger. Well, you get those running shorts. It's not much to them looking. At, yeah. You know. uh, it starts in Buffalo and it crosses the Peace Bridge. And then it goes into Niagara Falls, Canada. Hmm. That's going to go on my list of possibilities for years to come. Uh, in my previous three marathons, I've always run slower than the previous, which drives me crazy as I've run seven half marathons and always run faster each time. Hmm. Uh, I think I endure similar weather here in southern Ontario than you guys do in New England. Cold and snowy winters, hot and humid summers. That's familiar. Yeah. Good luck on the Niagara International Marathon. Uh, and we got an email from Gordon from runtodisney.com. Mm-hmm. And he has a race report. Yeah, a whole race report. So he did the Woodstock 5K in Anniston, Alabama. Hmm. And he ran it in 32.26. Hey, that's pretty good. Damn. But he didn't get a trophy, he says, which is a Woodstock bobblehead trophy. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Maybe next year. And he writes, if you listen to New England-based podcasts, such as Fidipidations of Four Feet Running, they're always complaining about the summertime heat and humidity. In New England? (laughs) Summer in New England is like winter in the South. Give me a break, you Puritans. (laughs) Come on, you want heat? You want humidity you can eat? Come South for a run. I'm afraid. You'd never make it. You'd just be a puddle. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be inside uh, with a mint julep. And a white linen suit. Uh, but you can check out his race report at www.runtodisney.com. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have even more from Gary. Big hello from a Northeast English runner. Ah, going all over the world today. I know. We're bouncing back and forth, different <laughs> countries, everything. We're like Phil Collins playing, in, playing a concert in three different continents in one day. Or wow. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> he writes... Uh, my heart is going out to yourself, Dan, following your struggle a couple of races ago. You sounded as if you did not enjoy it in the slightest. No, he didn't. Nah. But you're better now. Yeah, I'm better now. Uh, it reminded me of some of the runs I had to do about eight years ago when I was not fit. I used to hate it, but the pressure of having to do it for work increased the pressure and the negative feelings. What turned it around for me was gaining knowledge of the activity and joining a local running club. Mm. The Swaledale Roadrunners. Oh. I know. Look forward forward to club nights 
braces and just getting out into the fresh air come rain or shine. See, you'll be like that too. Yeah. You're getting there. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, you had a bad race, but it was really quick. You put it behind you, and uh, I think you put it in a, in a, in a better perspective since, yeah. I, I hope. Yeah, I did. 10Ks are just not my race right now. Maybe not right now. Not right now. I'll get there. Yeah, soon, probably. Yeah. Hey, well, if you just keep running and putting up with the heat. <laughs> right, <not>. Gordon? <laughs> not in the summer, anyway. Maybe in the fall. Yeah. So he says that, from his experience, that athletes that run in the back of the pack get the greatest cheer. Really? From I think ex- so. <laughs> well, from my experience, they want the ones at the back of the pack get uh, to run by the water stations as they're being put away. <laughs> and so the next time you're having a difficult moment in a run, remember that the pain is only temporary and that the pride of finishing the run is permanent. Yeah. And should you ever decide to complete the best race in the world... The Swaledale Marathon. Let us know and we can give you a right Geordie welcome and have you experience Yorkshire hospitality. Really? I've never heard of that one. Yeah, we've never really been up to like the north of England before. Yeah, I'd like to see that area. There's too many places to go. I wish the dollar were better. I know. Uh, (laughs) I think I say that every week now. I know. I wish the dollar were better. So thank you very, very much, Gary, for that wonderful email. A couple more here. We got one from Heather. I love podcasts and love to listen to them while I run. It only occurred to me recently that there might be running podcasts available for listening. There's tons now. Yes. Go to runningpodcasts.org and you can find a whole slew of them. Dozens of them now. That's great. Everybody feels more comfortable about using equipment, I guess. They have some for every taste. Yes. Uh, Mostly I listen to foodie and travel podcasts. I always find it ironic that I'm running down the trail listening to someone talk about yummy food and drink. <laughs> if you're ever caught up on listening to your 500 plus backlog of podcasts, check out the Good Food Podcast. Oh, I haven't tried that one. Uh, oh, actually, specifically try the episode from July 19th. The host interviews someone about celiac oh, disease. I'll definitely check that out. Uh, and she also asks, what kind of equipment do you use to record the podcast? Oh, again, go to runningpodcast.org. Go to the forums there, and they will tell you everything you ever need to know. And there are all these little categories about hardware, software, podcast, hosting, all this other stuff. And we have all kinds of information on there, and you can find out all the specifics. Mm-hmm. Uh, except I haven't put in the new blue snowflake microphone yes. yet. Anyway, thank you very much, Heather, for that email. Mm-hmm. And another one we got was from Lori. Believe it or not, my first podcast was yours. See, I never considered that. Actually, I always kind of considered everybody's first running podcast would be for Dipidations. Mm. He's been in all those magazines and everything. And he's right up at the top of iTunes. Yes. She also writes, as far as the gym membership goes, have you tried the local YMCA? The memberships are usually monthly. Also, LA Fitness and Snap Gyms are popping up everywhere around here, and I hear they're also offering no contracts, just monthly fees. Mm. I don't think we have those. I don't think so. And the local YMCA is kind of scuzzy. It's it's questionable down there. Yeah. So to answer your question, Laurie, <laughs> no. I have not looked at the local YMCA. Thank you very much, Laurie, for that email. Mm-hmm. We got one last email from Bob at 360.yahoo.com slash BobM512Z. Mm-hmm. You get that? <laughs> Because I'm not repeating it. <laughs> we'll have a link on the site. Yeah. Hi, Nick and Dan. It's Bob McWilliams, Bob M512Z, and I'm sending in that joke. I won't get the kids to be able to record that next day or so here. So I'm going to send it in to you. And uh, Burley, I hope this doesn't bother you too much, but it does have a dead duck in it. Um, a woman had brought a very limp duck into her veterinarian, and as she laid the pet on the table, the vet pulled out a stethoscope, listened for a heartbeat. After a moment or two, he shook his head sadly and said, I'm sorry, but your duck has passed away. The owner said, are you sure? The doctor said, I'm sure. Your duck is dead. He's like, how can you be sure? I mean, you haven't really done any testing him on anything. Um, he could just be in a coma or something. So the vet rolled his eyes, left the room, returned a few moments later with a Labrador retriever. The owner was kind of surprised, but the Labrador jumped up on the desk, um, looked over the bird, sniffed it up and down, and jumped in off the table and shook its head. The doctor led the Labrador away and said, 
that confirms that your duck is dead. She's like, that, that's ridiculous. I, I can't go on just, you know, your basis and that Labrador. I, I need something else done. I, I know my duck must be okay. The doctor rolled his eyes again and walked out through another door and came back in a few moments later with a cat. And the cat proceeded to jump up on the table, sniffed the bird, poked out a little bit, jumped down off the table and shook its head. The doctor led the cat away and said, I'm sorry, ma'am, that confirms that your duck is, is dead. And he said, oh, all right, fine. Uh, where's the bill for this? And got the bill for $200. She's like, $200 to tell me my duck is dead? The doctor said, I would have been 50 bucks, but you asked for the CAT scan and the lab work. That's it. Hope you guys have a great week of running. Bye-bye. Well, thanks, Bob, for that joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know how that feels. We just took one of our dogs to the vet. Oh. And, you know, just walking in the door is 100 bucks. Oh. So. had to go to the doctor. Um. <laughs> that was Stanley burping. He doesn't have to go to the doctor. Yeah. Oh, we had to take Myrna to the doctor because... She wasn't feeling well one day, so I said, oh, maybe we should take her to the vet. Yeah, somebody was all worried. I said, let's wait a day. And 120-some bucks, and they said, no, it looks like she's got a tummy ache. <laughs> Why don't you just wait it out a couple of days? <laughs> Thanks. So, oh. yeah, I know how that joke feels now. So thank you very much, Bob, for that joke. So we want to thank everybody on Twitter uh, for giving us a good happy anniversary for yeah. our first podcast. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Is that Twitter sense? Yeah, I think yes. so. You want to go that way? Okay, I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that's it. All right. So if you want to send us an email, you can do that by sending it to fourfeetrunning at gmail.com. That's number four, feetrunning at gmail.com. I just realized, you know, last week I forgot to say all this crap at the end of the show. Yeah, but it's like everybody emailed us anyway. <laughs> so maybe I should just shut up then. <laughs> uh, the blog is fourfeetrunning.blogspot.com. Number four, feetrunning.blogspot.com. Phone number is 206-350-1677. That's 250... Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be bothered. <laughs> you know the phone number. It's on the website. Look yeah. It up. Anyway... We'll talk to you later. <laughs> See you later. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs>